baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 8-14 here, Stephen Ted in the morning on KSS. Kansas City Chiefs have a bye, but that doesn't mean we're going to give Mitch a bye today, right? Of course not. <laughs> we always chat with the play-by-play voice of the Kansas City Chiefs, Mitch Holtis, every Friday morning during the season. So on this Friday morning, we say good, good morning, morning, Mitch. Good morning, Stephen, and good morning, Theodore. And big shout-out to the folks at American Ag Credit. Uh and all that they do, agloan.com, 800-800-4865. But i got to tell you, too, and when Greg Reno was with American Ag Credit, he ate here. I'm giving you a live remote this morning from Jiffy Burger in Smith Center, Kansas. <laughs> it's not open. I'm just sitting outside. I'm outside in the parking lot. It doesn't open until 11, but I'll wait here till then. Uh, anyway, boys, I just had to give you a live remote. Hey, hey if you're in the area, come join us. Uh, in Smith Center at Jiffy Burger. <laughs> really? Oh, that sounds so Man, good. that's exciting, huh? What street is it's what really street good. is it on there? If I have to come up there, you, I'll have to find it. Do I use my GPS to find it? or just, is... It won't be long because Ted can fill you in. It's located on Roger Barda Way. Okay. It's a street named after the legendary football coach. It is within eyeshot. I'm looking at the Sacred Acre Hubbard Stadium home of uh, Smith Center in the Big Red. Uh, so Jiffy Burger's your perfect tailgating location. And uh, so it's only, what, five or six months till the next game. So I'll just stay here, have a hamburger, and wait for the opening game. I think they're home openers against Norton, so I'll just wait. <laughs> the, of course, the, the waiting is what the Chiefs are doing, waiting until next weekend yeah. to play a, a playoff game. As So uh, everybody else in the conference has to has to battle it out this weekend to see who advances. I have given the analogy, uh, Ted and Steve, to a marathon runner. we got many listening to us, maybe even Dr. Maharas of our Sedgwick County physicians who list to the segment all the time. But it's almost like you have run, of the 26-mile race, you've run 23 miles, and then you get to pull off the race, and everybody else keeps going, and then you get to rest, and then a drone takes you three miles ahead and drops you, in front of everybody so you can sprint to the finish. That's what this feels like to get the bye week for both the Eagles and the Chiefs. But for the Chiefs in specific, to get the physical rest, that's obvious. But for this younger team, it's a younger team now. We're the fifth youngest team in the league. To back up mentally and emotionally and just back up. And then the other product is, as you mentioned, let the Battle of Falkirk happen on uh, Braveheart. (laughs) <laughs> and let half the field to be eliminated, and you're just watching it happen, and then you can jump in after they get started. During the interim here, uh, what's the practice schedule look like for the Chiefs if they're going to practice? And will they be one of those things where the coaches maybe throw in a, a new trick play or something, a new wrinkle? These guys are full of trick plays. I mean, they've yeah. got – look at what we ran. We ran the uh, the out of the reindeer formation, the <laughs> Arctic Circle, aka the snow globe. Yeah, uh, and within the Chiefs Kingdom, they go, "That's awesome." I mean, the Chiefs Kingdom show on your air 
on every Monday night. We do live from a high V location and the crowd there, we probably had a hundred people there. They do it. They set it up. They get in the circle and they run the, I mean, it's now outside of the chiefs kingdom. They think it's stupid, right? <laughs> Quinn Miners of the Broncos is like, I hate that. That was awful. I got, ar, ar, ar. um, so there's all kinds of trick plays. There's probably about 300 of them uh, ready to run. Uh, for Coach, it's a blend of, yeah, they're going pra- to practice some here at the end of the week. But he gave them, he goes, get away, get away. Treat it like a, a buy several days. I want you to get refreshed. And, and like for Travis Kelsey, he needed this physically. Get away. And then we come back, we'll start to slowly get ready to go here uh, toward the end of the weekend. And then you figure out who you're going to get by the time, you know, Monday night's an NFC game. So AFC will know um, on by Sunday night who we're playing. Yeah, one of four opponents await. And like you said, we'll know by the end of Sunday yep. night how, uh, how the scenario will shake out for next weekend. Yeah, it's just so big to get this by. And, guys, last week, you know, I was on with you Friday morning, and we were I was headed to the plane right after that to fly to Las Vegas. It was such, and I think I told this to you, it was such an emotional week. Uh, the DeMar Hamlin at the front, we get we get pushed ahead a day. This is like telling you tom- tomorrow or, or Monday your show is going to be starting at 4. Well, wait a minute. I don't, yeah, that's, just do it. You're just going to do it. It was such an intense emotional week that I was thinking, and there's so much on the line with this game, we need this bye that I didn't know what would happen, and the Raiders were hot after their game against the 49ers. And I walked into to Allegiant Stadium, and I do sh- uh, shows live from on the field, and I just ha- I was kind of overcome with emotion. And it was just it was a strange feeling of like, man, what a week! And there's a lot on this game, and how will our guys play? But to win that game, to play uh, that well for this Chiefs team, and to get this by was a big deal. Now, we'll see how it plays out. But, man, this bye was needed. It's, it's been a long, hard climb to 14-3 and three for this team. And they get the extra week to, uh, to plunge into things. So, that's, uh, that's, you take that advantage when you get it. Is, is there... Andy, Andy Reid after a bye, we know that story. Well, yeah. I mean, he's, he's legendary. He's got the best record of any NFL coach after a bye. And so that changes a bit in the playoffs. But, um he still, if he, he, we'll get into this next week, but if he wins this next playoff game, he's second in NFL history behind only Bill Belichick, and he'll be tied with, oh, Tom Landry at 20 playoff wins. So, <laughs> Coach will be, he'll be ready in a lot of those trick plays that <laughs> That's he wants. <clears throat> awesome. I visited Tom Landry in oh, yeah. Clark Hunt's grave last, uh, or Lamar Hunt's grave last Did summer. You? Yeah. How about that? That's pretty awesome. Uh, that you did that. I mean, the fact that you would do that, and that's just very Tedish. <laughs> yeah, I guess it that's is. Ted. <laughs> I and, and now, hey, Ted. is is there is there an Eddie Plop update? I don't yeah. want to do the intro if there's not one. Oh, oh no, sure. The, oh, oh, okay, stop it. That's what I thought. <laughs> sure there's an Eddie Plop update. That's he what I thought. He did take a buy on that. And, 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 and I'm going to set it. I'm going to. Okay, I, I got two favorite stats with Patrick Mahomes. You guys realize? Then I think I brought this up last week. But he tied a record that stood to Y.A. Tittle of 1963 in touchdown passes in a single season to running backs or tight ends. 28 of them. 
28 touchdown passes by Mahomes to either running backs or tight ends. That record stood since 1963 in Y.A. Tittle. The GIF, (laughs) Frank Gifford. Gifford. uh, Alex Webster. uh, It was Hugh McElhaney. I went back and looked these guys up. But, uh, yeah, Y.A. Tittle, the bald-headed one. So, all right, that sets up the Eddie Plopper report. All right, so here's the big intro. Mitch, while you're on the line with us, we must ask you, how does this bye week heading into the playoffs for the Chiefs somehow relate to Wichita State Shocker football? As part of our Eddie Plopper, Kansas City Chiefs Jiffy Jiffy Burger parking lot update. Yeah. (laughs) All right, take take your forehand or take your inside of your hand, slap it against your forehead. This is really, really obvious. I think there was only one quarterback of Wichita State football history that ever played in an NFL playoff game. And it was Tom Owen. Tom Owen, okay. He appeared appeared for New England uh, against Houston in a playoff game, I believe, in 1978. Now, he was part of a Super Bowl championship team with the 49ers, but he didn't appear that year. He's backup. Tom Owen in 1973 did something in some one of the greater moments in Shocker football history. He rallied the Shockers from down 12 to nothing with two touchdowns in the last 47 seconds of the game to win 14 to 12 and didn't start the game. Now, he was at a KC High Turner, uh, Turner High School in Kansas City. And, but anyway, this is 1973. He rallies them for a victory, and he had two touchdown passes to Steve Baker. You remember Steve Baker? Steve Baker. So it leads – Steve Baker, it leads me to a point, and Steve will know this probably. We're thinking 1973, Tom Owen, who are Fred Speck, Jim Fenwick, Steve Baker, and the mighty might, 5'9", Phil Benning from Topeka. Who are they? The four horsemen of the shocker, I don't know. Who are they? they were all running backs and tight ends yep. who caught touchdown passes oh, yeah. from Tom Owen. There you go. 75, 75% of Tom Owen's touchdown passes in 1973 were to either running backs or tight ends. He's 40 years ahead of his time. He was. And that shocker offensive, I don't think it was still Bob Seaman, was way ahead of his time. But 47 seconds and two touchdowns, he gets a, he gets one to Baker – uh, onside kick by Shane Cordell. Late would be uh, uh, later would be famous for the Little River High School football days of coaching. Uh, onside kick recovered by the Shocks. Tom Owen trots on the field. It's Steve Baker again for the winning touchdown to beat Arkansas State. And uh, all touchdowns are running backs and tight ends. Wow! You know you don't always have to have about wide receivers. Use them all, baby. Use everything you got. Five guys are eligible every play. Use them all. You know what, Mitch? I made my first ever visit to uh, Stewart Fieldhouse last weekend at Southwestern College. Did you feel the sacredness of it? It's like walking into a cathedral, is it not? Yes, I love that place. It's awesome. You know, my son played four years there, and so my daughter played two. Uh, but my that playing floor uh is my son goes it's the best playing for i ever ever played on at any level he goes it's it's so good their alums have done an awesome job <clears throat> they say we're not going to tear this pl- place down ever but we'll renovate it and they that's a great playing surface and then just fog allen lost there he lost there in like 1937 <laughs> or something he got whipped by seven never went back uh so 
but anyway, yes, it's uh, it's so for the KU aficionados or K State fans, remember Hearn Fieldhouse. Um, it's very much like that in a mini version. But 1924, I believe it was built and still yep. used. Yep. And that place gets loud. It gets loud in there because of the sound just kind of reverberates around that old place. But it's pretty cool. It's worth a stop if you're just driving around going, yeah, we'll drive down there and see it. Don't you think it's worth just, wow, look at this place. Yeah, it was on my bucket list. I was glad to make the pilgrimage last weekend. Mitch, Did you Mitch. find the cat? The, did you find the cat? The black cat yeah. lives there. Jinx the cat, the yeah. The cat lives in the field. I, I saw the, the, I saw the little cat there. bowl and the cat food in the water, but I didn't see the cat. Ugh. Oh! Well, then he or she was hiding up in the rafters. My daughter would go in the morning before class and shoot, and, and Jinx would bring down a bat out of the rafters and say, hey, you want this for breakfast? And just look and look at her like, hey, look what I caught. So, yeah, Jinx the cat, man. That's awesome. All right, Mitch, enjoy your weekend off, and we'll talk to you a week from today. All right. Thank you, boys. As always, thank, thank you, you, Mitch. Thank you, Stephen. Thank you, Theodore. And uh, Mitch will be there when the doors open at Jiffy Burger in, in two and a half hours. All right, our chats on Friday with Mitch, brought to you by American Ag Credit and by South Central Problem Gambling Task Force. Yeah, Jad, what do you got there? Uh, real quick before we go, I do have a traffic update. Uh, Sedgwick County Dispatch telling all drivers to avoid northbound I-135. There's an accident south of Harry between there and Pawnee, so avoid the area northbound on I-135. Coming uh, up between Harry and Pawnee. Coming up the Hannity Morning Minute. Questions need to be answered. That's on the way. Stephen Ted in the morning on KNSS. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.